to be your everything all around you <laughs> and inside you. High Mystery You've drawn yourself a nice hot bath. You threw in one of those galaxy bath bombs. Nice. In the middle, there was a freaking alien. It was awesome. Had one. You're chilling. You're relaxing. You spark a blunt. Kick back with that blunt. Throw on one of your favorite episodes of High Mystery. You're listening. You're laughing. You're having a good old time. When all of a sudden, the music starts to like shh. Oh, that was static. A voice comes over and says your name. To you, person. Oh, it says, I said not like your name. <laughs> your it, it, name here. Yeah, insert, insert your <laughs> name insert here. Name. <laughs> he says, you know, uh, Justice Farmington. I know you. I know everything about you, and I know it must be time for another episode of High Mystery. That's right. It's a podcast where we smoke weed yes. and we talk about the mysteries of our universe. Yes. Today shall be honey different. No scared there. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And we're the gang. You know, we're gonna take you down mystery lane. We got mystery Lou with us. Lane. At first, I was gonna ask you what the median was in which you were drawing this hot bath, and then I realized yes. it was drawing, like, or yes. not drawing as an artistic yeah, Yes, watercolor, no. it would be... Uh... <laughs> yes, I mean, like, drawing a bath in the way that, like, an old white lady would ask her, like, helper to right. do. <laughs> Please draw me a bath, Furlington. <laughs> yes, madam. <laughs> um, I do remember the Batman cartoon a long time ago. Uh, Bruce asked his butler... Uh, to draw him a bath, Alfred, Alfred yes. and he <laughs> just drew a picture of a bath. He's like, very funny, Alfred. Like, the only time that Alfred was ever like really jokester. Yeah. Al Alfred was like a sassy <laughs> old man who was like, you want me to draw you a bath, you lazy old prick. <laughs> Couldn't compliment him on the bath drawing. Wow, Bruce, you can't turn a knob. <laughs> I mean, come on, how much money do you get to when that just becomes the thing? You know, <laughs> can't draw your own bath. He's <laughs> been waiting on him hand and foot since he was a child. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he never learned. <laughs> That's true. He's just stunted by yeah. his gifts. Uh, today, we're going to be smoking a high hemp wrap. It's the Dutch Cream. Mm. Uh, it's the same company that I'm a fan of, the Union Electric. This week, I did not get any more of the Asphalt Cowboy. Uh, okay, well, not Space Cowboy. Not Space Cowboy. Uh, um, nor but, the Gangster of Love. <laughs> not indeed. Nor Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> None of the names uh, apply to the Asphalt Cowboy. Um, I do kind of like that, though. Asphalt Cowboy makes me think of L.A. There's lots of concrete here and stuff. Urban, yeah, like an urban Just cowboy. Just like the Wild West out here. But this is not Asphalt Cowboy. This is Fatso, okay. uh, which has 27.13% THC and like 0.04% Cimede. Hybrid? Huh? Hybrid? Hybrid. Hybrid. Tis a hybrid. <laughs> a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, a hybrid. <laughs> Wait, do you know what a hybrid is? 
Do do I know what a hybrid is? Yeah, or are you just pulling that out of the air? I uh, know that's yeah. an actual thing. Uh, well, I was like, I'm thinking of like the the bird that flies the highest, and I'm like, is that a no a condor? Is it a condor? That H Y like a play on the word hybrid, but hybrid. So they're birds that have been made through genetic experimentation oh. crossing. It's from wasp, actually. Oh. So if you remember the Hurley bird, at one point in early on in the show, a bird, it's like a green parrot looking kind of bird, but it moves really slow, like a really big like albatross or something. Okay. And Hurley's like, did that bird just say my name? The Hurley bird is a hybrid. Okay. Oh. So it's not just a parrot that's like, hi! Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that could be a hybrid too. <laughs> Was I correct on the uh, the condor being the highest flying? I don't know. Oh, man, I, I don't thought know. for sure Colin would just be like back pocket information. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, all about fouls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's such a strange statistic to think on, but I mean, it makes sense. Anything that lives like in mountains mm-hmm. would probably be the highest flying bird. I uh, just, uh, I really, really hope I was correct. You comment on our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to get high and forget all about this question. <laughs> I brought the high supply. It's a hybrid as well. It's that box of seven half gram pre-rolls. And this one, yeah, it just says the hybrid flower. It doesn't give you a strain or anything? Nope, but it does say that there is 17.805% THC and a 0.051% Cibide. I brought my baby Jeters. They're just little babies. Oh, the Jates? Yeah, the Jates. Uh, Apple Fritter. It's a hybrid. And uh, it is... um, Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! I ripped most of the information off. That does happen it's, with those cheaters. <laughs> uh, total THC of forty point two one percent. Damn, that's even higher than the other ones we've had. And a zero point zero 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 percent sipped. Zero. Speaking <gasps> of high flying high, uh, <laughs> the bar-headed yes. goose. Is what? the highest flying bird. That's what I was going to go Bart had a good, yeah. yeah. I actually, couldn't yeah. quite think of the type of goose that it was. I do consider myself to have nature info in my back pocket, <laughs> but the bar-headed goose is new to me. Wow. So we took that away. You never know when you're going to be on Jeopardy and yeah. come around. Uh, what is the... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a bar-headed goose video on YouTube, say hi, Mystery <laughs> It's an Asian goose that flies over the Himalayan mountain range and apparently can do so in just about eight hours. Dang. Wow. Yeah, so very impressive goose. That would be impressive just to be climbing the Himalayans and then all of a sudden... There's like a goose. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're busting ass, like trying to yeah. breathe like, oxygen. Like... <laughs> A goose is just like looking at you like ah, <laughs> that was a duck. They sound so similar. Are you saying all goose look alike? I said this sound guy. alike. Just gotta be careful. Right? I don't want to be goosed. <laughs> Too late. Uh, yeah, so that's all the info we have about bar-headed geese. Um, and the weed we're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> You said yours. Which kind of uh, 
Apple Which Fritter. kind of baby Jeter was it? Apple, Apple Fritter. Yeah, I was like, that sounds pretty fucking hot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean Colin knows what it tastes like. I have my totally blunt clip. <laughs> I feel like we should do that Apple Fritter first. Okay. It takes a lot of time clipping blunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it, Scotty. I'm going to unclip the blunt. Give it all she's got, Captain. <laughs> um... So I was just wondering okay. what the song will sound like when I like this fucking blunt. Haven't we done Jeter song? Like that butt now. It's Nice transition. I feel like I've heard this song somewhere. It's got a little nostalgia somewhere in there. I mean This blunt is like we are lighting that blunt. We are lighting that blunt. Lighting that blunt. We are lighting that blunt. Do you want to have a blunt? Would you like to have a blunt? Could you like to have a blunt? Because here comes a blunt. We are lighting up the blunt. It's going to taste like blunt. It's going to be so nice. You'll love it so much. It's a blunt. It's a blunt. It's a blunt, 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 blunt. It's a blunt. It's a blunt. It's a blunt, 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 blunt. Ryan's watching. Yes. I'll take one. Sold. I'll have four of those, please. Uh, today, we're making a little more music. Oh. Because we're going to be talking about the roller coaster of love. Say what? What? Scream. <laughs> what? The roller coaster of love scream is the mystery today. <laughs> like, who did it? Where's it from? More or less. Recording of him, like... I've, I've heard a little bit about this as a uh, music of Leonardo. Oh, do you know... Or do you, like, know music or something? I, I've heard it. I've heard music. Yeah, have you? I've oh. heard it before. I was in choir, so I guess I kind of outpaced you in musical <laughs> knowledge. I, I feel it sounds like, like you just listened to some. Your, your knowledge <laughs> of Bar-Headed Geese is about my knowledge of this song, so... <laughs> We we both know a lot about our things, but this is one that I have spotty. I know I know that it exists. I mean, I did have the mountains thing down, so you know I'm an expert, just like you know this. Right, he knows it's from the Chili Pepper. No, it's not. The Chili Peppers covered it in the '90s. Chili Peppers covered a lot of songs in the '90s. No, they're all original. <laughs> I mean, the originals were still chart toppers, right? So sure, untouchable is my point. <laughs> In nineteen seventy-five, good year. The Ohio Players released their disco hit "Roller Coaster of Love." Fire want, fire The Dayton-based funk band would see great success, eventually being voted founding members of the R&B Music Hall of Fame. Great success. Great <laughs> success. What kind of success? Not great. <laughs> Above average. Yeah. <laughs> in <eight months. laughs> I mean, in general, you get into a Hall of Fame, you must have done something pretty good. R&B, you said? R&B Hall of Fame? R&B Hall of Fame. Okay. Which I didn't even know there was. It's all politics. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was an R&B Music Hall of Fame. Until this. Oh, well, I guess this wasn't done in 1975. They recorded in 1975, years later. 
inducted into the R&B Hall. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think the R&B Hall of Fame is like 15 years old. Yeah. So they weren't even alive new. when they got inducted? That's always like a bummer, man. I don't know. I think a lot of them are still around. Yeah. yeah, this 1975 success, so they're in their 60s. Yeah. They're still kicking. Bob Dylan was, you know, no one is guaranteed 13 their 60s. years. That's true. No one's guaranteed their 60s, especially rock stars. Yeah. Or R&B stars. Disco funk. Yeah. <laughs> Disco was living fast and hitting hard. <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan was recording music for 13 years by this point, and he's still recording music. He started in Well, 19... he sold his soul to the devil, so he <laughs> has to. In 1962? That's he... when his first album was released. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know why it's not. Literally. <laughs> Although it wasn't a huge success, it wasn't until his follow-up album, 1963's The Free Will and Bob Dylan, that he became a huge success. Go on. <laughs> now, now let me talk about Barheaded Geese. <laughs> I think Rob's like a music expert just so he can talk about Bob Dylan. Yeah. So like well, music. I know a lot about Bob Dylan, so I know a lot about It's like music. six degrees of Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like him? Today, I want to talk to you all about Kesha. You know, she's really heavily influenced by Bob Dylan. Have you heard all of his different albums? Let me list them categorically. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can link Kesha to Bob Dylan by the end of this episode. I, can't, I don't think I can. You surely can. Her songwriting, end of story. <laughs> he wrote songs. She wrote a song called Songs. He defined poetry as songwriting moving forward. So, easy. I did it she redefined it. <laughs> I did it in one round. You call yourself a Bob Dylan expert? They were both humans. <laughs> of all the souls I knew, hers was the most human. Okay. Back to the Ohio Players. 1975, releasing their new album. Uh, the song was released on the album Honey. It quickly became a million seller. Oh, wow. Right? What is that in terms of like gold, platinum? I think a million is a platinum. Platinum? I yeah. I feel, but I could be wrong. Uh, you know, that's one of those things that the internet can tell us. I mean, they good. definitely got a gold star for being, you know, good. <laughs> they made it on the uh, the board yes. at their manager's office. Yes, <laughs> I've seen very few like gold or platinum or silver records or something like that. But every now and then I go into a house that has one, and one of them uh, that I saw was uh, the Beastie Boys for um, not ill communication. Paul's Boutique. Okay. They had a platinum tape cassette tape that is hilarious <laughs> i've never seen one before i was like wow. that's new uh, i mean i don't know if it was platinum it was like might have been silver or something like that but yeah to see a tape in the fucking frame was pretty crazy yeah apparently gold is five hundred thousand, platinum is a million nice. so when you hear of an album going like triple platinum and stuff like that that's three million I yeah. Figure sold. What's a? Uh, I think diamond might be ten million. Then we're all learning a lot. Million? We're all learning a lot about because uh, uh, things that records say, are made out of. I, didn't know <laughs> I wouldn't say quintuple platinum. You just say diamond. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's oh, got to be up above that. Platinum's too. not more than diamond. No, I think diamond's bigger than platinum. I mean, as far as just like the, the precious mineral. I mean, that's, that's 10 million copies. 10 million. It was only introduced in 1999. Wow, so... so that's unheard of. That's that's crazy. So then there's got to be people out there with like 5 million 
records sold. Not 10 million. They haven't made a diamond, but they're quintuple platinum. Yeah, so would, so. It, would it be nan, nanotuple? I figured you were just <laughs> we went platinum nine times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we're just short of the diamonds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway. Go we'll on. just round up and say it's diamond. <laughs> Ohio Players, Roller Coaster of Love, Album Honey, quickly became a million, a platinum album. Uh, after the song's steep rise in popularity, fans began to notice something odd in the mix just before the second verse. At 1 minute and 24 seconds on the single edit, and at 2 minutes 32 seconds of the album, someone lets out a scream. <gasps> Oh, yeah. A scream! You gotta listen closely. Hopefully, you guys pick it up on the things. <laughs> I turned it up all the way, so sure. here's hoping. <laughs> Is anyone on the Twitch we could get real yeah, time comments? We've got. I hear that. That is <laughs> yeah, early. I can play it one more time here. Just. Yeah, so it's, it's... It could be a tire squeal. It could be lots of things, and we're going to get into nice. some of those. I will say tire squeal did not make the list. Okay. Although, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, they could have been... Like, who knows with this recording studio if they've got an open window and some cars just screeching <laughs> past a green light. <laughs> they just stick... Before they take off. <laughs> just an old fucking Maybe they're trying to get like, you know, like the Beatles were getting real creative with their music. So they're like, oh, let's put in like the nails to scratch against like a chalkboard yeah, or something. Right. Like, they're like, John Lennon and Paul's last concert was on a rooftop. So we're going to record on a rooftop exclusively for now on. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's any of those. <laughs> but I will I'm say. I'll out of the way though. <laughs> I will be thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> the scream seems eerie and out of place and is low enough that it was believed it was in the background of an adjoining room mm. or somewhere nearby, mm -hmm. but the, whatever the case. The point is, it's low in the mix, meaning uh, it doesn't particularly stand out in the music. Right. It's not like, you know, it just kind of fades back there. It's hard for me to believe that an adjoining room, somebody can scream so loud that it bleeds through and into the microphone of that other recording studio. It really just depends on the recording studio, like how sound. I mean, if it's slapshot, yeah. like how. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we were watching something the other day where they went back to the studio where like Elvis had done a lot of his Some recordings. Records. And man, was it in rough shape. Like, I would believe that that studio doesn't keep out much sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, that was like 1950s. This is 1975. It's a more professional, you know, type of setup. Right, definitely eight cartons up on the wall. As we get into this, we're going to light another blunt. Light in that blunt today. Say what? Say what? Light in that blunt. All right. <laughs> I don't like to rhyme. Light in that blunt. Say what? All right. Light in the blunt. It's fun. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'll> be denied. <laughs> because of the scream, it gave rise to several different explanations. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, we're going to look at something interesting. The band's album art oh. cover is... 
heavily involved with the explanation of the scream. So one variant, one variation of the story involves the model on the studio album, Esther Cordette. She was the model who posed nude, dripping honey on herself on the album cover. She's soothing her sore throat from screaming. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <laughs> she needs more lemon. <laughs> Honestly, she should put that in a tea. Yeah. <laughs> the heat is going to open up her system, and it's really going to be helpful to soothe that throat. This was just step one. She's going to go honey, then she's going to score some lemon in there, and just the hot water. We do find out that from the uh, fold-out of the album cover, which is our next image, that she really goes honey all the way. <laughs> it's, it's all about the honey, honestly. Um, wow. So Esther Cordette was the bottle who posed nude, dripping honey on herself. <laughs> the story goes that Esther was on a large piece of plexiglass, Mm -hmm. And the heat of the lights on the honey caused Esther to be fused with the plexiglass. Oh, I could... Fused? I could maybe see. I mean, I haven't put honey under heat in a second, so I don't really know if it, like, hardens like that, but... I can't... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Doesn't heat... Wouldn't heat make it more <laughs> liquid? Uh, yeah, at first, and then it eventually cools. You know, maybe the, the glass was uh, very cold. The resultant scream is the moment the crew pulls Esther off the plexiglass, causing the skin from her legs to be pulled off. Okay, so they were basically getting this shot a long time, you know, so they're pouring. Look at this tub of fucking honey buyer. <laughs> yeah. they, they were like, what are we going to do with all this honey? Well, we got to dump it on her. It's going to take a long time. Let's heat this shit up. You get the honey, you yeah. use the honey. We've got the honey, so use the honey. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted a squeeze bottle. You sent me this gigantic jar. I thought it was going to be a little bear at the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be a tub of honey. What are you going to do with all this honey? Just so, pour it on the girl. <laughs> so it makes sense that they would pour this entire thing on there, take a bunch of shots during the whole process. I mean, you could see very clearly from shot to the next shot that she has used a good half of this very large jar to cover herself. Is there any account of said... Incidents like of her being injured during because I feel like that would make the papers. Maybe oh, she's the type of point. person that doesn't want to make waves, you know? It's like, yeah, it, it ripped off all my knee skin, but I want to continue working for these people and I don't want to seem like a difficult person. Maybe. I mean, there's that has gone a long way in the industry, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. Uh, another story related to this says that the honey was heated. In order to give it a better flow. I can see that. That makes 100% sense. And the resultant shot resulted in horrible burns. I can see that. Just like maybe one batch was heated up too much. Didn't, you know, poured it on her. And she was just like, you know, caught off guard of burning fucking honey on her. <laughs> yeah, like stuff happens all the time where things don't go the way you want it to. Uh, the main problem with this is the idea that the photo shoot was next door. So the idea yeah. that they're having the photo shoot while, while they're recording, recording right. and that there's some photo studio that has an attached recording studio is somewhat absurd. Uh, yeah, well, it's not like there's a lot in this recording studio. It looks like just a black background. So like they could easily get that stuff set up. Maybe there is a black area of the recording studio Maybe. that they can get this shot. 
But you would think that, like, to do it at the exact same time is a little weird. Like, yeah, sure, use the same area, but, like, would the band be recording while this was going on? I mean, I guess there's nothing that the band is doing that would inhibit a photo shoot, and there's technically nothing in a photo shoot that would inhibit what the band is doing. But, I mean, does the band have any, like, artistic say in the photos or whatever? I'm sure they do. I'm sure this was their idea. So, like, wouldn't they want to be witnessing the... So maybe it's, like, convenience for the band. They're like, yeah, do the photo shoot next door while we record in here. (laughs) No, I'd say that that gives evidence to, like, why would they be recording? Would they, like, also doing this photo shoot that they're invested in the outcome of? Sure, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's pretty implausible that it's happening during recording. Uh, Another variation says that Esther was maimed at the photo shoot and showed up to the recording studio to demand compensation for the damages. Oh. In this story, when she did that, the band's manager allegedly stabbed her to death. Oh, gosh. Well, that took a turn. Yes. (laughs) I got to assume... That's been proven or disproven? (laughs) Did she suddenly go missing? Do we not know who this person is? It's more fun for me to just leave it up in the air. No, I'm just kidding. The main debunker for this story is that Esther was a famous playmate and her murder or maiming would be huge news. Yeah. Yeah, any of this would be a big deal. She's a model, her... Body is her whole livelihood. I mean, was this the last thing she did? Have a ward or two if they ruined. Yeah, right. What'd you say, Rob? Is this the last thing she did? No, I don't. There's no, there's no models, photo shoots after this. Well, she was a well-known playmate. I'm sure she was in some more editions of. Yeah, I don't really know what her career was after this. Uh, sure. I know that she's alive and well today. Oh, okay. Well, then I think that's... Uh, so, yeah, she definitely wasn't murdered when she no, demanded no, pay. Did not get stabbed. To I feel like, hey, if you're still alive, just be like, nah, I wasn't maimed. Like, I'm just going to debunk all of that yeah, right yeah. now. Like, yeah, yeah, for that's sure. That's not where the scream comes from. Although, maybe it was like her manager or something. She sent her manager down there to get compensation for this. And the manager got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, no one knows or cares. Yeah, about nobody knows. No, who, who the fuck was her manager in 1975? <laughs> Some idiot, apparently. <laughs> Some guy who got stabbed to death. <laughs> of course, why would he be going to demand money? I guess maybe they cheaped out and didn't pay or something. Yeah, you, you got to have your money man go out and collect for you. I think that's the number one biggest thing in show business. Not being in show business really at all. <laughs> I think that's that's what I've heard is that you always make sure you get your money, no matter what I mean, happens. RuPaul sure tells you, you to get paid up front. Yeah. Of course, that's not really practical in most of my industry anyway. Sure. I've yeah. never gotten paid up front. Not not for acting. Not. For Comes after the fact. Yeah, you gotta and at least perform. You can't just read the lines. <laughs> well, I feel like some people do. Like, if you talk about someone signing, like, a $4 million contract or whatever, like, sure. they're, like they're paid up front. And uh, and then whatever the deal memo says about them making back end is, like, a whole other thing. But I haven't been paid up front yet. That's all I'm saying. For sure. sure. But yeah, I'm sure Sam Jackson gets his money in his bank account that day or something. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be an, uh, a beginning, middle, and end pay for Sam Jackson. Right before I start doing <laughs> my three months of prep for this film. Yeah, for real. Yeah. you got to book me and contract me in. It's like holding a lawyer on retainer. 
I bet he yeah. just gets he probably gets paid to get pitched <coughs> to. It's like, oh, Disney's got a part for me. Have him give me a, a couple thousand dollars to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Disney would be like, we have to pay him to hear. It? All right, let's give him the money. <laughs> uh, aside, yeah, right. <laughs> when you're Sam Jackson. Aside from Esther Cordet, who we know is alive and well, there are several other theories for this mysterious sound. Blood time. Uh-huh. He's got another wave file coming at you. I mean, I just thought I'd play it again just because it's fun. It's quite a dramatic noise, I will say. And know? it like trails off. Yeah, yeah it trails like it's off. Like... It's got a bit of a Doppler effect to it. I feel like it passes from one side of the microphone to the next or from one microphone to the next. That's why yeah. I kind of was leaning towards like a car screeching his tires outside of the recording studio or yeah. something like as it's getting further away, it's getting like yeah. more silent or whatever. Well, we've got a few to talk about. Uh, one theory had it that the band actually used audio of someone falling to their death from a roller coaster. Oh, damn. I know, right? That's pretty dark. I uh, mean, it's not the roller coaster of love. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could just see it being someone who's they took audio from someone on a roller coaster and they put it in there because sure I mean I think when we talk about stuff like this we're moving a little bit into the realm of like creepypasta type explanations I'm just saying I've heard people scream bloody murder oh absolutely you know, without having to have fallen out of the roller coaster so yeah I went on X-23 at Six Flags. (laughs) Some people lose their minds on that sucker. That's the one where the chair rotates as it goes, like, upside down and through loops. And so you never really get, like, a sense of where you are. It's pretty nuts. No, thank you. I did it. It was fun. Yeah. I felt like I was really straining, like, testing the limits of it. <laughs> like, I, if anybody, like, slightly fatter than me was on it, it might have just popped off the side, rolled down the hill, like a bad Jurassic World. You'd be 20 a, pounds away from a lawsuit of your life, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be a, a superhero. You'd get, like, knocked into some gamma radiation. Oh, no, what will I do? All these horrible gang members are about to beat me up and take my money. The roller is here. Hi, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I knock all the yeah. bad guys out all the way. That's it. <laughs> Basically, he's a bowling ball, guys. <laughs> uh, some fans thought that they used a 911 call and mixed a screen from the audio into the song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I'm, seems a bit much. Yeah. I mean, all of these are going to seem like a bit much. <laughs> that one just seems more difficult. Like, that takes more work. Like, the other one seems pretty, like, feasibly, like, attainable. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's uh, it's macabre, too. It seems weirdly macabre for this funk band to do a yeah. disco in 1975. <laughs> like, I can make... I can, I can believe the roller coaster dub-in. The scream from a roller coaster. It makes a little more sense. It's about a roller coaster, you know. So, sure. You know, if, it, if it's like audio of the person falling to their death, yeah, that's probably not a great one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it makes sense that they would try and get a scream from a roller coaster in the background of that. Maybe you don't want to, like, say you got the scream from a particular video clip. 
because then you have to pay some type of royalty or something like that. All I'll say is that theory came to us today. I never saw it online. Oh. Yeah, so. Is there, uh, is this the time period where, I don't even know if this is a thing or if I fabricating this into existence, <laughs> but. Um, we'll forgive you if you do. Yeah, people having dance contests for long periods of times and like, Yes. Dying? 100% a thing. Was you that know, with disco? Was this one of the songs you used? No, no. That would have been like 40 years prior. Okay. That was in like 1920s and 30s, I so feel I was like. like then it could be macabre. The People would be dancing to, to their death. death. People wouldn't intentionally dance to their death. They would hold death contests where the last person dancing would get some great prize. Like right. They'd win a car or they'd win a large sum of money. And there was this craze that went around for just a few years where people would literally dance themselves to exhaustion and the last like it, they would last like two three days sometimes and by the end of it people are just like leaning their cheeks into each other just like rocking back and forth <laughs> trying to like justify it as dancing half dead and uh after people did die off <laughs> like because people were dying because they were standing up for days on end not going to the bathroom and stuff okay so yeah eventually they stopped doing it because people were dying i feel like all those endurance things are going you know the way of the dodo because i remember what was it jennifer yeah that was a thing in like the 80s or something like that she held her urine in for she was it's hold your wii in for a wii yeah they had a rating a nintendo wii oh yeah and so they they had these people drinking glasses of water every hour or something like that, and they would have to hold their Wii in, and the last person that uh, pissed would win a Wii, and she was second place. She oh, but she also died? But she went to the bathroom and, you know, lived her life normally, went to sleep, and then, yeah, died in her sleep or something like that from... Some some type of water or drowning or something like that. Yeah, the, where the salt content in her body just like went and fluctuated really like greatly or something. Yeah, Crazy. the the, the uh, lesson to learn is just go ahead and pee. <laughs> Let your body do what it wants to do. Absolutely, man. especially what it needs to do. Jeff Goldblum said it right. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Dude, honestly, that's <laughs> one of the things that pisses me off. I shouldn't say pisses me off, but really like aggravates me about society is that you have all these restaurants all these places giving you food drink whatever and none of them have bathrooms there's no public you know what do they expect you to do we all know we all know what happens when you give me food and drink and we'll say we're gonna pretend like none none of it happens like what the fuck like 99 percent of the world is like what are you talking about there's bathrooms everywhere it's only the people in los angeles that have to yeah. deal with or new none york. of the place or new york yeah, or, yeah. But most of the places, places are like, have yeah. bathrooms, like, yeah, use our bathroom. Yeah, it's fine. absolutely. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you can probably knock on your na- oh, on a neighbor's door and ask. Some of like the nicest bathrooms, I feel like, are in the Midwest in a Wendy's that's next yeah. to nothing. There's nothing else around but just a giant Wendy's, <laughs> and the bathrooms are sparkling. Like, so big. Welcome to Wendy's. Would I you know. like some toilet paper? <laughs> Set up better than the airport, I swear. <laughs> You're ordering your meal in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, this is a dark one I hate, but I'll say it anyway. Another story has it that during recording, a woman in the alley outside the studio 
witness a rabbit being killed and screamed bloody murder. Oddly specific. Yeah, it yeah. feels so specific that I believe it. <laughs> Who <laughs> like, would make something up? Why like this? a rabbit in yeah. an alleyway? Yep. To this lady, like, yeah, was, was she it just her going rabbit? Out there? Was was there no, just going out there for a smoke while somebody's gutting around. Hey, lady, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a strange one, but. You know. <laughs> I feel like you don't get like flagged on YouTube. <laughs> as long as you don't play more than fifteen seconds, right? That was my understanding. I assume yeah. you can play those same fifteen seconds as many times as you want. <laughs> I hope so. No, they they flagged they flagged me. I only had, um, just yeah, like maybe five six seconds of a. Of a Velvet Underground song. And they flagged it. And they flagged it. I no longer have it up there. And oh it was boy. just the intro to like, I have like a production company that does not exist. And wow. it was during that intro that they're like, uh, we found that you've got uh, music from like. Well, yeah, you're talking about your production company and using their music. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. If you're going to use it, use it obscurely. Use it as the backdrop to your production company. Well, hopefully we're in the clear on Sure. If YouTube doesn't get it, then who cares? We're not trying to say <laughs> yeah, that's Pod the official song still of High Mystery, so... Okay, some other theories are that the band killed a cleaning lady. Oh, no. I know, right? So, they, just they for the audio? The, yeah, like, right? yeah. Dude, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Did you hear that note she hit? <laughs> <laughs> it's only when she's in extreme pain that she admit that note. A band member killed his girlfriend and the engineer recorded it. So wow. supposedly the, the, this band was a dark band. Yeah, this band was or and around a lot of dark shit. <laughs> I mean, that's if you believe the rumors, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently another one is that someone was killed nearby and Mike simply picked it up. Maybe it was the soul of this person floating, you know, to well. Let's just say heaven, but that's not a, a heavenly scream. <laughs> like she's being pulled to hell, but uh, yeah, it's just like passes by that frequency and you got, you tapped into it just briefly. Oh, okay. Like picking up the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that white oh. noise when you do that, the EKG nonsense. What if it was just like one of those fireworks that, you know, it like makes that yeah, noise? Yeah, like, Somebody lit a bottle rocket in the studio. <laughs> Damn it, Steve! Gotcha! <laughs> hey! Got to admit, it sounds great. <laughs> you know, for four tours of Steve sitting on the stage peeling an orange during the show, I got to say, he really proved his worth in the studio. He's not a house bottle rocket player. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you should mention the paranormal because the next theory is that one of the band members was possessed by a demon. Oh, no. And the sound was captured on audio. Demon's like, I got a rock. Yeah. I got a <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is the idea that inmates in an asylum okay. were undergoing cruel experimentation. And then they received the audio. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where's the connection? <laughs> it's there all of these are pretty well disproven just by the simple studio explanation. It's a yeah. studio. Yeah. They don't pick up things from outside. No. If they did, every single time a car squealed, every single time yes. a car backfired, they would ruin a take and that uh -huh. would just be insanely expensive. Yes. 
<laughs> then like and anything like room wise nearby they're all recording shit too so like people can record multiple things at the same time and it's not heard it doesn't bleed right. through into somebody else's mic if that did happen then we would have hey guys then we would have pink floyd on a beatles album <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of cool though they were recording abbey That's road while the while pink floyd was recording uh not happy <laughs> what is it the hyper at the gates of dawn i think or something yeah, like, like that we're both recording y'all want these mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that happened i guess like when they were in there uh like they popped over beatles popped over and pink floyd were chopping wood and recording that nice. sound. <laughs> like, oh those guys are chopping wood over there i know what goes in here chopping wood Wow. <laughs> you just get a bleed over Next and like <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and come together and all of a sudden there's just wood chopping in the back. I always said we should have chopped wood. <laughs> I don't know why we weren't chopping wood. We've got a song called Norwegian Wood. <laughs> just make any sense. Uh, the most commonly held explanation for the scream and roller coaster of love is that keyboardist Billy Beck says he simply let out a scream as the song ramped up. And despite the band knowing about the theories about the scream and like the rumors that had come out, they decided the best reaction for them was to simply not say anything. Right, so people continue to talk about that. Exactly, and in that way sort of boost the popularity of the song and the album and drive record sales. So that's the long and short. So the... the th- the mystery or whatever came out pretty soon after they released it. Like, yes. this isn't like a new thing that people looking back have noticed. This no, is this has been around since the 70s. For sure. I feel like the mixer has to know. Because the yeah. mixer isn't just like, if it's accidentally in there, like, yeah, which microphones he's like listening to all the things. He's very got all the, all the audio channels yeah. uh, singled out. So he knows exactly which mic that it's scream up, right. uh, happened on. <laughs> yeah, keyboardist. Keyboard. Yeah, I mean, it is a it is a, a high note. I don't know what it, high C, what it, high A, whatever it is. It's a high note. I would we imagine. Need somebody in here with perfect pitch. <laughs> Ariana, <laughs> she have perfect pitch. Oh, I mean, maybe. if she does, that's it's uh, a rare musical gift. Chevy Chase has perfect pitch. What? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. I've never heard him sing anything in my life. He's, he's he's just well known. Yeah, he's gifted. Knows. He's got the gift. All yeah. right. Um, but uh, I already forgot. No, I already <laughs> forgot. I mean, why wouldn't somebody want to take credit for that? Is all you know. If like they hit that note, might be like, yeah, that was me belting it out. Well, it's got this mythos around it. It's got this myth yeah, but tied then, to it. You know, it's it would be hard. To be like, you know, the person in the Bigfoot costume and not like tell people, hey, I was the guy in the Bigfoot costume. I also feel like, you know, once the once it's there, nothing you do is ever going to change. Like, even if you came out and you're like, yeah, I, I was Bigfoot, Absolutely. people are like, that wasn't Bigfoot. You know I mean, like, uh, you know, he like, came out and said it was him and we're still talking about the mystery. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so yeah. even if you do come out and say it's me, it's me, speculation grows. And there was a dude... Who came out and said, I am Bigfoot. Yeah. He showed the cast of the that he would make in order to leave the footprints behind. He showed the different suits that he would wear. But also, if you want to 
convince people that you're the guy who did it, it's very easy to manufacture those things. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Like, if, he, <laughs> if they took his model foot thing or whatever, and then they took, you know, they found prints or whatever, like molded prints, and they were like an exact match, then I would be like, oh, that's pretty. Hmm. He did have multiple casts of different sizes and shapes, but that's for another mystery on um, another day. What are we doing on the Patreon today, Rob? We are going to be talking about a gentleman by the name of Alan Jeel. No. Who died. Oh. <laughs> okay. Did he go missing first? Uh, or he just died in a weird way? He, it, it, his last whereabouts are well known and publicized, but they were interesting. weird. Interesting. We'll interesting. Talk about it. Well, uh, please check that out for us. It's going to be on our Patreon, which for a limited time, you can name your own price. That's it for <laughs> the roller coaster of love screen mystery. Uh, let us know what you think it is. Uh, for High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And with that, you hear the voice say, your name. <laughs> Insert name. <laughs> Insert name here. Uh, this episode is dedicated specially to you because you're a Patreon subscriber. Aww. And High Mystery will do the mystery submitted by you. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.